0: welcome 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 and welcome to the adventure of an entrepreneur the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship we're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries they're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they face setbacks walk through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Sri Mahabir. Welcome everybody to a wonderful episode, and I am super excited for my guest. But before I bring him on, I wanted to share a quick video tip. And so I always get the question, well, what do I video? Well, you can video anything that you see. If you're going to somebody's house, if you're going to the grocery store, you can put it all together and then you can even film your family as you're eating. I've seen a few videos on TikTok where you have the different family members and you talk about their characters. Just have fun with it. We all love to see the behind the scenes. And the reason for behind the scenes is so that your potential client Can connect with you. And this quick video tip is one of those ways that people can connect with you and see like, hmm, this is somebody that I would like to bring into my life and help me get to where I want to go. So if you don't know who my guest is, let me go ahead and introduce you to him. He's listed ranked number six on the top 10 linkedin creators has a growing community of forty-three thousand. listed number two of the top 10 personal branding from linkedin just released his free course called robin hood we have taslim thank you so much for joining in
1: hey thank you so much for having me that was such a nice kind introduction and uh, i'm already ready to talk about video you've got me excited about video already <laughs>
0: Me too, and I want to say hi to Sandra and Sonia. If you have questions, go ahead and drop them. I'm going to make sure that Taz answers them, but I'm going to go ahead and start asking my questions. So, for those who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about you and how did you come up with the name Robin Hood?
1: Okay, so um, I am a ex corporate. Um, Employee, or sometimes I call it slave, but I've I've worked in the corporate industry for almost a decade, and then wanted to pivot into content creation. And so I started studying LinkedIn content creation, and have been doing that now for at full speed for about six to seven months. Um, In that time, you've mentioned some of the things that have happened. It's just been an incredible journey. So at the moment, I am a LinkedIn content creator and a LinkedIn content strategist, um, and I also create content for a very few select people.
0: Oh, so wait, you create content for a select few people? Okay, I gotta, I gotta. How did this come like to like five you? people?
1: <laughs> so, so I have about five people um, who have known me from before LinkedIn. And then when they saw what's happening on LinkedIn, they literally tied my hands and said, "Look, we will pay you whatever you want. We just want you to start writing for us." And so um, I and I'm this. Um, I think this is the this is the second place I'm mentioning this. The first place I mentioned this, that podcast is actually not out yet. So this is live. So this is the first place I'm mentioning this. I'm going to be opening up an agency soon, and so. I will scale all those um, little tidbits and information pieces that I have that people can use to grow their LinkedIn uh, content. And I will be available for you to, to do it through. So it's coming soon.
0: Okay. So we're going to be, we're already interested about this agency. So everybody drop the word agency in the comments, because I want to make sure that he does not forget to tell us about agency. So, when did you realize in your journey that you didn't want to work the nine to five and you wanted to start a business? Start a business, and the first business that you started was a tea business.
1: Yeah, so um, I actually had a business before that when I was still working corporate. Um, I- I've always had that, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, an itch in me to want to do something by myself. Um, and so I started a food catering business, and the story of that is hilarious. It actually it, it took off because the the marketing for it was very unique, but I didn't have the actual food-making expertise. Um, and so uh, I d- really didn't want to go ahead with it because as it was scaling, I was under a lot of pressure. And then one day I ended up sending a message to all of our customers which became a, instead of a blast message, it became a group. And so they started fighting with each other and I just quit the business. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I am out. And so I went back to my corporate job, started doing that. And then, yes, I opened up a bubble tea business, but I wasn't lucky because it was a retail business in the middle of COVID. And um, it probably wasn't the best, best route forward. So then um, because of lockdowns and everything, when I had to shut that, I decided okay look I'm going to get like a I'm going to get like a odd job whatever I can do and I have experience in the security industry so I got a job as a security guard and just sat down there and figured out everything about LinkedIn and started talking about it so much that all my friends said look why don't you go tell it to the people on LinkedIn instead of boring us with it cuz we don't care <laughs> you know so go tell them because they'll listen and that clicked uh, something in my head and I'm like okay I have all these skills for analysis so why not just do that um, yeah so that's the journey and then I went in and I met all these amazing people like I see Sandra here so hi so great to have you Gabe you know all these people that I've met afterwards just completely changed the entire journey hey, Mosh- oh my
0: gosh hey Naseen thank you Nasheen. thank you so much for joining and Robert and Sabrina and Dan and Gabe and I wanted to get back to when you said analysis you sat down and you really studied LinkedIn. You looked at what is working, what is not. And was this something that you were doing in your nine to five? Or this was just something you kind of cultivated along the way because you had a fascination?
1: So throughout my entire life, I've, I've realized that my, my core strength was the ability to analyze. Um, when I was a little kid, my aunties would come and say something and I'd be like, no, that's not correct. And then my parents would have to say, look, relax, just don't start correcting your aunties. They're going to get pissed about it. So uh, I was always analyzing things. Um, I did that in my uh, law degree. I did that in my corporate job. I did that in every single thing I did. I wasn't aware of it though. Um, LinkedIn was something that I wanted to do because I also have a extroverted open personality. And so I, I was doing that in my corporate job as well. However, it was sort of like a passing thing where, okay, I'll make a post once a month or once a, I'll share something. I was one of the one of the lurkers, and then when my tea business pretty much collapsed, that's where I had to sit down and really reflect. And I did that. I have to I have to give credit to my coach because he really helped me um, look inwards and realize that my strength is to analyze. And if I can apply that to anything that would benefit others, I would find some sort of success. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. All the money I paid him was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: already got a testimonial right there where Sandra is saying she loves the course and the psychology behind it. I agree. I've gone through half of it and I'm just so, so amazed. So I'm going to get into because we're, we're already talking about the Robin Hood course if you don't know about it it's free 99 like who else is putting up something out there that's free 99 but i wanted to get into first i I don't i I, if you didn't mention it before for those who are joining in like why do you call yourself robin hood and why did you decide to put this course out for free for others
1: okay so and ever since I've put the course out, which is like 28 to 29 hours now, the biggest question I've been getting, people, people are coming to my inbox and they're, they're, they're asking me, um, why are you doing this? Like they're asking me as if there's something wrong with me and that, you know, you shouldn't really give something out like this for free. And so I, my process behind it is that I, I really believe that the definition or at least the function of a personal brand is to try and build trust at scale. And that if you can build trust at scale, that is where you are going to really reap the benefits of building a good personal brand. And so I was thinking for a very long time, and I spoke to a lot of friends about this, saying, look, what's the best way I can do it? And so I figured out, okay, there's, there's the biggest place online right now where trust is lacking um, and there's a vacuum is in the course market. And again, a lot of people think that I'm somehow against people that produce courses. I really am not. I have so many friends that have such amazing courses. I've got Salman, he's got uh, an amazing course on um, sales. So I've got a lot of friends that have great courses. I don't have any problem with courses, I have one of my own. But I do have an issue when people market in ways that appeal to people's vulnerabilities and people's, you know, and sure, I understand that's how marketing works. but unless you deliver on that, it's really not fair. So I wanted to go in and create something where there's literally zero selling anything. If you go through the course, you'll be surprised. I don't even upsell anything. I don't even tell you about my email list. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm gonna do something that's actually completely the opposite. And then I'm gonna just throw it out there and see if people um, you know, resonate with that. And so far it's just, it's been like less than, it's been like 30 hours. And uh, last I checked this morning, I have like 2,300 students, which is mind blowing. Yeah. Because like I didn't, I never, I, my goal and I was speaking to another friend on a podcast on the day of the launch was that I wanted 300 students. And, <laughs> and so I, like my mind's blown with it right now. So I'm super grateful and um, um, it's not me that's helping others. It's others that's helping me. I'm just, you know, trying to do something for them but yeah i'm just getting super uh what's it called uh distracted here by all the all the comments and game asking you know how you could look hot like that I I, so yeah i know every, every going off track the, the, <laughs> yeah the, the comments are so entertaining so I'm, I'm trying to read them all
0: it is entertaining i knew that tonight was going to be quite uh eventful so i asked robert berry to help me behind the scenes he also produces the show sip and chat which airs on tuesday so i wouldn't <laughs> i could focus on you i could focus on my phone if you see me looking on this side i actually have my phone right here where we're live too but <laughs> i just want to say thank you to everybody who joined in i really want you to be able to be you know if you have questions uh, make sure to answer you know ask them and oh now she wants to know did you get any sleep Taz
1: <laughs> so I'll go um when we have a minute I'll go through what happened on launch day and this is another post material this is uh, I, I, was, I was trying to save it for a post because I, I like telling these stories in posts. but uh, I, I'll say here um I had the course ready on the 18th and I, with my ADHD brain and everything, I like to just wait till the end. And like, I can't really can't do something unless like I really, really have to. And so my wife was telling me throughout, she's like, uh, you should have uploaded this by now. Today is launch day. You launch in like 10 hours. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 I got everything ready. Don't worry. And so my computer then had the biggest meltdowns ever and it just wouldn't open up it just it just would not open up Um, and it was probably because I tried installing a software which uh, recorded my screen and the 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 laptop screen and everything and it was some shady software and my my mate Enrique has been telling me already that I've already been hacked uh, and I have a virus or something because of this giant information leak in Australia but anyway Long story short, I have a lot of respect for people like you who can put something like this together because it's actually not easy. I struggled just even recording my screen and the camera. So I was I was confident because I had already done that. But then that software literally melted my entire computer. It would not log in. It would not open up. It literally died. And I have a very basic computer, a Windows computer. I have a separate computer to edit videos. So then I was sitting there and I couldn't access my course material. So I could uploaded onto the website which was thinkific and i had before this i had never set up an emailing system i had never set up a landing page i had never set up a course and so now i'm freaking out like okay what do i do 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 do? How do, how do i like my mind goes into 500 million you know kilometers an hour and so Instead of struggling, because I I did not know how long the upload is going to take. I thought maybe it'll take because it was about three gigabytes worth of material. It's about two and a half hours of video material. So I was like, no, I need, I can't go. I can't, you know, I have promised everyone I have to deliver this tonight. So I got my wife's laptop and I downloaded Ecamm and I installed it. And I literally recorded the entire course on the day of the launch again. So, (laughs) this, yeah, I had to after I recorded it I edited it at 2x speed because I did not have time and so I went into I put I I made this whole video and I put it all into Premiere Pro and I chopped it again 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 and I was doing it at 2x 3x speed because I had about four hours to launch and the the course was about like the rough recording was about three hours long And so I was like, if I don't do this at 2x speed, I have no time after this to set up my landing page and everything. So it was just the most hectic day. And after that, after the launch, so I launched at 11 p.m. my time, which was midday GMT. um, I started getting a few messages that one of the modules is corrupted. And so this was at 1 a.m. now. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. So then while the course was live, I had to go back in and edit it and, put it fixed it back again. But thankfully maybe only 15 people noticed. Um, so I slept at 3 a.m. And no, I did not get any sleep. But last wow. night I got really good sleep.
0: That that's that's crazy. That's that is a story for your future book because Nasheen even mentioned about something that she I love this comment. Zero selling makes so much more credible because you're doing it for the. You're not doing it for the money. It's a unique strategy that works, and I agree. I I, I do agree because the more you give, the more trust you build. I know that in my journey, that's been one of the things. Like, what is missing? What is missing? And for me, like for the for the one thing that I was like, well, I don't have a community where everybody can come in and get free tips. So I do have a Facebook community that's to get confident on camera, where I share tips on creating videos to even going live, because some people love to do videos, but they don't go live because this is a whole beast, and I make it look easy. Robert makes it look easy, but after. 250 lives later I still make mistakes there's still things that happen and we just kind of go with it just like you had technology issue where you had everything ready to go and then something happened and what does plan b look like
1: um there is no plan b in my situation to be honest but before I go there I just want to say again the the that's the reason I don't do lives because the amount of knowledge that goes in there is actually it's mind blowing. So I have a lot of respect for you know people like you who can put all of this together, and not only that, I for me as a guest today, the experience has just been amazing because like you've just taken care of everything one by one. So again, I just want to shout out you because what you have done in like and how you put out lives is is top level professional. Uh, and I also want to go back to the comments because I keep looking at the comments. That's why my eyes are looking up. Uh, I've got, we've got Luke here. We've got, and yes, no, I went, I went through the whole, the whole course again. And so the recording is from the course day launch day itself. Um, And so, yeah. And Jamal, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, coming on commenting. Uh, He's saying we two are his favorite people. So that's, that's super cool. (laughs) But yeah, um, I get distracted by the comments a lot, but I'm reading all of them. I love them. Um, and thank you so much for showing up, everyone.
0: And I want to say thank you to everybody. And I'm gonna not, I'm gonna stress it again if you have a question, drop it in the comments with the letter Q. So I have a question for you because you talked about let's get in, let's get into copy because copy is difficult for many. And I'm gonna raise my hand and I will be honest, I have a wonderful man who helps me. His name is Robert Berry. But even he asked, he's like, "But why do you struggle so much? And so you came into it when you said the hook and how important the hook is. And I know in video, hook is really important. You only have three seconds before somebody swipes. And they say seven, but let's just be real. If you don't like what they're saying, if it's white noise, such as, hey, everybody, or good morning, or this is Sri, you know, it's me. Cause it's on my profile to yeah. just get to the point. So I loved how you went into it, but one thing I wanted to ask, what yeah. are some re- some tips on how to develop that strong hook? Like, do you have websites? My, my mic is right here. So I'm getting really close. Like, do you have yeah. websites? Do you have like, I want to know the secrets.
1: Yeah. So uh, the best secret that I can give anyone, and this will benefit every single person is when you are scrolling, when you yourself are scrolling on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Facebook, but I would say maybe LinkedIn, let's keep it to LinkedIn for now because all the hooks are specific to the platforms. But if you're scrolling on LinkedIn and you are aware of what is catching your attention, that's pretty much all the research you need to do to be able to replicate and build something like that. So, Make sure you're aware of the things that you pay attention to when you are scrolling and you'll never need to do a a copywriting course or anything. Another thing I say is, especially on LinkedIn, all the gurus say this, but I actually defer, like I I disagree a little bit. They say that the hook is the most important part of your post. um, And I really disagree. I think the hook is just a qualifier and everything that comes after that is equally if not more important and not only that every line you write when you write a post is a hook in itself because it's not like if it's not like i can't scroll if i've read three lines i can scroll i can scroll right after i've already read three lines and completely ignore it if your fourth line is boring so i always say and i said this with luke in our event as well is that every line is a hook so make sure that every line does not every line Keeps the attention of the reader, and it doesn't let them go away. So please make sure that you do that. Respect other people's time, just the same way that you, when you're behind a phone, you're not, you don't owe anyone um, a read of their post. There, you're free to scroll, and if you remember that, so are others. You will start planning in ways where you, where you write in a way that's not entitled at all. It's only meant to create an experience for them and so obviously you have hooks and you have the body and the ending um i don't call it the cta i call it the ending but you can get more detail about that in the course uh, instead of me wasting time here so we can go to other questions all of that is in there but yeah respect other people's time and see how you react to other people's posts and then you can replicate that because if, if something's keeping your attention it will keep the attention of others as well
0: uh, we have a really good question from Luke. Is the PDF craze going to last a few months, Taz? What do you think, homie?
1: So, uh, <laughs> good question, Luke. Because we, me and Luke, talk a lot about um, trends and things that um, you know come and go on uh, LinkedIn. And another thing, I would, another tip I would give before I just answer this is that get yourself friends like Luke or people that can that you can nerd out on. Um, about the platform because it helps you look at things in the perspective that you don't look so with the PDF um, or um, what, what what he's talking about is the carousels the platform goes through waves in the days of Shay row bottom video was the craze and people thought okay video is going to do everything because you have to understand at the end of the day the platform um, and the algorithm wants to push things that will keep us the platform in a certain shape so um, when there wasn't any short form video competition out in the market, there was no TikTok, and people weren't—I mean, there was, but it wasn't as competitive as now. Instagram didn't have reels, YouTube didn't have shorts. LinkedIn was pushing video because th- they thought that this is something that we that could be our USP as a platform. And then, obviously, when all the other platforms came in, they dialled that down because they don't want those creators to come in here. And then, you know, the the B two B business people can't really put their videos out because it's it's too crowded now. So. It went more into a polls thing at that time. Everyone was doing the polls and that was the craze because that's how LinkedIn was thought it could best promote its own platform. And then it went into selfies, which are obviously still huge. And by selfies, I mean just visual and textual material married up together. It doesn't have to actually be, exactly. Um, And then now it's in PDFs, but I actually really don't think that there's any algorithmic push for a carousel post at the moment. What I do think is that because a lot of people, so for example, um, I'll I'll talk about Matt over here. Matt Barker is a ghostwriter who writes every day two posts about um, copywriting and um, he puts them out. So if you're writing two posts every day about copywriting and your audience has only seen you put out textual material and the next day you put out visual material, it starts. It's it starts to get them excited in ways that you haven't done before, and so that's what gets the reactions. So, um, if you vary your format, that's the most valuable thing you can do. Do video. Do uh, just like Luke does himself. You know that's his own strategy. He puts out videos. He puts out um, text posts. He puts out selfies, and he puts out carousel posts. Um, uh, the blog's gonna put out articles soon, but. The, the reason behind that strategy is that the best creators are not a one-trick one pony. The best creators can do everything. And sure, you can't excel and be number one at everything, but mix it up. Because tomorrow when the platform changes, and that's the only guarantee you have that the platform will change, you can pivot. So for, for example, for me, if I'm doing selfies and uh, you know I'm trying to extract the most return on investment on selfies, and then suddenly carousels become famous... Well, now I'm already ready because even before, for example, Sam put out that carousel that went super viral with about 10,000 likes, and it was an amazing carousel um, about LinkedIn secrets, Um, I was already doing that for six months. So you just do a little bit of everything, and then whatever pops up, you put 60%, 70% of your effort in there, and then keep doing other things in 30%.
0: I do agree. I do agree. And I want to go just one step further. It's not even about the, the algorithm. It's also about what do people like? I am a video. I'm heavy video. And I understand not everybody likes live shows. Not everybody likes video. So if you're a person who likes text and pictures, my post will never get to unless it gets to a point where it goes viral. I've had one video that had it's the most performing post ever. It's just me cooking, had 30,000 impressions. But when I'm but it did teach me one thing I didn't get everybody, I still miss some people. And so I start, I'm starting to do more of the text posts, adding polls, doing the carousels because the same concept also is on Instagram, and Facebook, when you vary that content, you're hitting the people who only like polls, who only like lives who only like video. But if you want to get everybody, you have to have different kinds of content. And I know that I'm not for everybody. But I know that I'm for somebody. And if I don't put myself in that light, or even just sharing something like Taz is gonna, as he's growing, he's learning. And as he's learning, he's realizing soft skills that he never knew existed. So that is even developing him and helping to I did there's probably somebody out there like Nasheen. She found one of my posts. We connected because I was talking about how video helps with public speaking, and she's a big time creator about helping you get confident on camera with your public, public speaking for CTO CEOs. And that's how we connected. Had I not done that post, I would have never met her. So that, that you've got to think about that bigger picture. And you're not the only one who nerds out. We ner- I nerd out pretty much too, but I always think about looking at because I'm on multiple platforms, I see, I see what's, you know, what is the same and what is not. But this is the same on all platforms, vary your content.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's the best tip anyone can give. And no, Shane, it does that very beautifully as well. I've seen her put out everything from um, collaboration carousels and videos. Her video game is just excellent. It's just, it's very good. And then, you know, text posts, picture posts. So again, Sandra does the same thing. So all, all these people are using all the formats and then when one is pushed a bit more, they can, you know, put more efforts into that. So yeah, uh, uh, Robert's comment there, you know, variety is the spice of life. That, that's beautiful. And it summarizes it up perfectly.
0: It is the variety of life. So we've been talking about your Robinhood course. Again, if you don't have, haven't downloaded it, the link is in the comments. I'll drop it again. Uh, I am also have a free Facebook community that helps you to get confident on camera. So join that. But I would love to learn. What do you like to do for fun away from nerding out on LinkedIn, talking about all the LinkedIn secrets? Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, that's that's a good question. Um, I I haven't done much for fun lately, and so this is sort of this is a this is a tough question for me <laughs> because uh, uh, for two reasons: one, because I've been so uh, the, the problem with me is, and this is going to sound so boring and people are going to be like, this guy is, he's just doesn't have a life is that I find LinkedIn to be fun. <laughs> and I think, and I think that's probably the reason why, uh, like I, I, study it so much is that I actually enjoy studying it. So I don't really do much. I obviously spend a lot of time with my wife. That's, that's my idea of relaxing. I do that every day. Um, the other thing I do a lot is I, I do a lot of physical training. I, I love going to the gym and stuff, but I haven't been able to because I've been a bit sick lately. Uh, I'm, I'm fine now, thank God, and uh, fully recovered. Uh, will be fully capable to go back to the gym hopefully next month. So those are just the things I do, but like I'm a very boring person in real life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not a boring person. Everybody says that they're boring. Boring. I mean, my daughter, she was actually sleeping in... <laughs> She got up and walked out, but she says that I'm boring because all I talk about is this and how can I level up my game? But that to me is fun because this is a journey. We're all on this journey and it wouldn't be fun if we didn't meet the people along the way. Some characters are a little bit like, why did I have to meet you? But some like Taz, it's just a blessing. Jamal, Robert, Nasheen, Lou, Sandra. In yeah, all of you who absolutely.
1: joined in, absolutely, absolutely. And this is this is why I think I'm so hooked onto it because you get to meet all these people. Um, and uh, as an extroverted introvert, you know how people say it. Like I don't really like meeting people too much in real life. I think I'm spoiled now because of all this online meeting people. Um, sure has its place, but yeah, this is there's so much value in creating that if you start creating because you then start attracting other people that will support you, encourage you and be there for you. Um, you know, just like all the people that are joining and commenting and they, they're always here for us. It actually does build a community that can help you get through a couple of rough patches and everything. So please do that. And again, you know, join join Shree's community. You, you'll learn a lot about video. Do my cause. It's all free. The information is all out there. You just have to get started and you're going to love it.
0: I liked... Thank you for that. But I liked what Nasheen was saying. That uh, she says, "Thank you for the shout out." And she says, "I've been trying out this strategy too. For sure, the only thing I don't do much of is text-only posts. That, that doesn't make too much sense for me as a visual person and a visual uh, as a visual person and visual brand. So for somebody like Nasheen and I, should we be doing text-only posts, no pictures?"
1: Okay, so this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately because um, as a creator, one of the things that you have to think about is that you want to be able to create with the least amount of friction and effort possible uh, and at the same time obtain the best return on your time invested for that creation. So it depends on your brand and it depends on who you're trying to talk to. For if I were to take, for example, No Sheen's um, or your example, I would say that maybe ten, not more than ten percent of what you put out should be textual. And the reason for that is, is because you are talking about video, so you need to do it on video. No Sheen is talking about speaking and, and how to speak better, and so she has to speak to show people or to attract them or to relate to them. So whatever your craft is, you have to show your craft to then be able to attract people that want something like that. So for example, I do personal branding. And so if I, uh, when I talk to someone or a client or a lead, I need to tell them, look, I can do personal branding because you could go look at my personal branding. It doesn't mean I'm going to do yours in the same way. But what it means is I know how to get attention and then, you know, generate trust which is something I can do for you. Same with you. You can say, look, you can look at my live sessions. You know, there there are people in there that are testifying to how great uh, my process is. So you can work with me. And Noxin can say the same about, you know, she doesn't even have to say it. People just need to listen to her talk and they'll hire her. Simple.
0: I agree. I agree. And... I wanted to get into that about posts and like, which should you keep and delete? But we have some really good comments about, I love Jamal says, I love nerding out on thirsty tagging. That's a quick way to destroy your brand. Andrew says, I never do. uh, Oh, I never do text only posts. Enrique says, when I do text only, my copy is so deep and impactful that I need no pictures because I engage your heart. And then she says, I have no life either. Last night I went out to meet friends for the first time in ages. And I mean like months. And my real life friends started talking about my LinkedIn. I think it's pretty cool. I went to a reception and I had somebody come up to me and said, I watch your lives. Every time you go live, I watch. They're one of the lurkers in the background. But I wanted to ask a question because this was something that came up. Somebody said it in their course. If you have a low performing post, you should delete it because it can affect your the way that the algorithm p- picks it up because your impressions are based on the last 10 or 7 posts. I could be wrong. And so, mm. for example, I have a post which is a video. It may be a testimonial video. It may be a post about my offers and services, and it doesn't do as well. Should I be deleting that?
1: Okay. This is a great question because there's a lot of word out there that your last few posts are gonna dictate your next post. I just want to let people know that the only thing that is going to dictate your post and how it performs is the quality of that post. Again, quality doesn't mean anything, so I'll explain what it means. It means how well the people that are expected to read your post are going to resonate with that. That is the only thing you need to worry about. If you have a post that did terribly move on because that's what you need to do and learn so with me um what I learned was that I've never deleted a bad performing post um but again bad performing post is very subjective term so I I don't uh, because for someone 20 likes could be you know great and for someone 20 likes could be bad so again worry about what the people want to hear from you and give them that, it's that simple. And I can promise you, you might have 50 posts that do five likes and the next post could get 500. You don't, algorithm is not gonna stop your content if it's great and great, again, great is a subjective word. So I'll explain, great means your people who are expected to view it, found it great. So don't worry about it. Why do you have to like, don't let the algorithm and the likes and engagement dictate what you put out but again learn from it and then don't be embarrassed if you have like i have yesterday someone went through i think two years of my linkedin content and uh, until about six months ago when i got serious when i got serious everything had like 10 20 15 10 20 15 maybe two at the start one two three likes and someone commented on a post from about two years ago saying oh my god taz i just went through all your content and i learned um i learned that you started at the bottom, just like us. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like uh, we all start from the same place. So just speak to your audience. As soon as something catches on double down on it, you know, it's a strategy because that, and do not have a judgment towards whatever your audience likes. This is the biggest reason. This is the one biggest reason. If I can tell people why they don't grow on LinkedIn is because they judge the things that make them grow. So for example, I know some people can get twice the amount of views if they put out a selfie with the same message and they will get twice the amount of uh, leads as well. This whole talk about, you know, virality and selfies don't get leads is not true. It's only people, the people that say that are the ones that don't put it out. So I know, so you should be, and I've spoken about this with Luke as well. You should be ego-free when it comes to the format of your content and your content itself. Deliver to the people what they want, and you'll succeed.
0: Oh, I love that. Ego free. So somebody did mention about my quality of my camera. I cleaned my, my key lens. That's I what I did. I didn't do
1: that. I'm so embarrassed.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, did actually thought I did with my laptop. I cleaned it. I used the wipe. It had alcohol on it. So that's why it's yeah. so clear. And then this top, I wore it one time. And it went viral. Everybody asked about it. And then I wanted to change. I didn't feel like sitting back there on Thursday. That's my corner where I go live. That's the setup. And I decided to sit here and I got so many comments. This is why we're here. So I, we do have a few questions before we end yes, for the sir. night. And I want to make sure we ask them. Farah is asking, I sometimes post often. How many times should you post a day? Or what's the time frame in between posts?
1: Um- As many times as you feel like posting is fine. But again, it depends on your goal. So my strategy is I try to focus on quality rather than quantity. Because I'll tell you again, you could be the best content creator. But um, if I have to see you talk about the same thing twice a day again and again, okay, you could be my dad. But if you come and talk to me about the same thing again and again, every day, twice a day, I love you my dad. but I don't want to hear this every day. Mm -hmm. No one does. No one does. So don't focus on quantity. I know a lot of people say just put the quantity out and that will somehow make you less afraid of putting posts out. It won't. What will make you less afraid is if you put out one good quality post and then people tell you, wow, this is quality then that will get you the confidence you need, not just putting posts out mindlessly. So focus on quality. I even go to now, but I do it now because I do have a bit of an engaged audience. So what I do now is if I don't have a good quality thing to say, I would rather not say it because Mm -hmm. I respect your time. You know, I don't want you to just have to read through my posts because I just want to stay top of mind. Sure. I'm staying top of mind, but at what cost at the cost of annoying the people that, you know, want, want to follow me. So Again, I'll give you another concept here that I follow. This is something I haven't told anyone. This is something I didn't even mention in the course because I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's not simple enough, but this is a concept that I follow for myself. So it's a live first. You might want to hear this. The way LinkedIn and Facebook and all these social media algorithms work is that they, show, they don't show you one great post and then another great post and then another great post. They don't do that. The reason for that is is that if you expect great post, great post, great post, your dopamine levels in your brain fall down because you know it's going to be great. The anticipation isn't there. So what they do is they have a random uh, reward system or uh, I forgot the word for it, but it's an intermittent reward, intermittent random reward system casinos use the same thing with their slots. That's why people keep going to the slots and putting their cow coins in because they always think next one's going to be good. Next one's going to be good. Next one's going to be good. So I use the same psychology in my content, like in what days I should put content out. Everyone says put out content Monday to Friday, Monday to Thursday, Monday, whatever. So what I do is I don't follow any pattern. I keep people guessing. And there's two advantages to that. The first advantage is is that, okay, if you know there's gonna be a post from Taz every day, you're gonna go there, you're gonna know, okay, it's gonna be this much quality. And it's really hard to put out a super quality post every day. No one can do that. And so I don't do it. What I do is I put a quality post out when I have one. And it, it could be every day, or it could be after three days, or it could be after two days. So, two things it does. Number one, it builds anticipation in the community. And so when they see Taz's post come up or it could be anyone, but this I'm just saying my name because I'm the one using the strategy. So when they see Taz's post come up, they go, Oh, I go, I have to go check it out, you know, and that's what you want. And number two, so that obviously number the first point is it causes a lot of, you know, dopamine. Um, and number two, it's a technical advantage to it. If they don't know that you're posting every day, they will go click your bell. This is why I get a lot of engagement is because I have, subconsciously tried to program my community into clicking my bell because they don't know when he's going to post. So they're like, Oh, okay. All right. I might as well click the bell. So what I do is intermittent random posting. Um, and uh, I do it based on my own schedule and it's worked great for me. But if you want to succeed with this, um, this method, just ensure that you have good quality posts and again quality is something your audience resonates with if you don't have something that your audience resonates with then sure put out a lot of posts till you find something that the audience resonates with and then you know uh, you can maybe start doing this but yeah casinos do this facebook do this so reward your audience intermittently make them keep them guessing they don't need to know when the great post is going to come out so yeah
0: I love that. I love that. We have intermittent fasting. Now we have intermittent <laughs> random posting. And I hope, Sonia, that answered your question as she asked, should you post every day? And I love that question. Enrique says, people are always see, always commenting on my old content, which is when you were talking about your old content, send it and leave it. It will land on the person it was intended for, which is how I was taught. Not every post is going to go viral. Not every video is going to go viral, but people go back. It's like YouTube. You don't know what what video is going to go viral. Some reason your video from a year ago, you'll get a 100000 views and you don't know why. But that's just how it works. So I feel that way about posts. I also look at if you were to look at my Instagram or even here on LinkedIn, it's a journey and how I've evolved even Taz. I was the one who was and I didn't put like I just I learned all this stuff, but I did go back and I wanted to see who is Taz before I talked to him on our first call. And I and I went really far back and I started to see the I was like, oh, this is the evolution. This is a journey. And we all start somewhere. And that's just like you and I, I would also put you don't always have to have the greatest post just put it's about progress. Not everything's going to hit. It's okay. A post that I did maybe a year ago didn't do well, but I posted now it's going well. I also am the type of person well, I did it in a written. Now I'm going to do it as a video or I did it as a video. I'm going to do it as a written or maybe make a poll, whatever that is that it turns out to be. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's joined in today, morning or evening and asking your questions, dropping love Make sure you go and download the free copy of his course. It will help you up-level your game on LinkedIn. It will also get you to understand things. Maybe if you're missing that strategy, maybe you're missing that that oomph in your content, definitely check out this course. I dropped the link to join my free Facebook community where I go live. I even do free uh, audits, which is something that I'm doing. I'll check out your videos or your lives. You can ask questions and so much more. But before we end, I would love to ask Taz just some parting words so we can keep with us as we go on to the rest of this day and weekend.
1: So I'll say those, but before that, I just wanna, again, my mind is just, it goes to other places too much. So while you you were telling us about that, I I had an idea of a post that you can make and I I promise you it will do great. If you at the moment, because we're talking about varying formats, if you, Sri, put out a post, a carousel post with the first page saying, and you you and I can work on the proper hook for it, but I just wrote a hook in my brain. If you can say um, LinkedIn lives get six to ten times more comments than any other type, uh, than other LinkedIn posts, here's how you can go live and create a 10, 11, 12 step process. And uh, at the bottom of it, in very small words, just write, it's super easy. I promise you, every single person, and this will hit your ideal market, because people that want to go live, they want to know. And you put out a 10, 11 um, page carousel that talks about how to go live, it will get the best response. Because again, you go on a trend and you talk about the thing that you want to talk about, and it will really benefit you a, a lot. So do that, I would be super excited to see it. Just a simple, not too much graphics, no faces, nothing in there, just text. And you know, I, I think it will do good. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone that came. Um, if, I, I, I don't know when we finish, but um, if anyone has any more questions, I'm super happy to answer. Um, and for parting words, I would just say, look, go do the course, go join Shri's group, learn and um, then apply Uh, You can learn, you can do all the courses, but if you don't use it, then there's no benefit. So learn and then apply. All all of us have tried to put out as much information as we can. And uh, you know, there's more than 2000 people that have already learned just in the last 30 hours. And I'm sure there's thousands of people that are learning from Sri in her group. So go and benefit like these people are benefiting and it will really help you. And even if you are an expert, you still need to go and maybe look at what other experts are saying or other people are saying so that it can help you diversify do other things you know so just go and learn a bit it's free
0: (laughs) (laughs) i agree thank you for taking time out of your day to be here sharing your knowledge and just going answering questions again thanks for tuning into this episode if you found it very helpful share it with a friend share it in your social media